Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Greetings, welcome inside the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. And Mr. Harmon? Yes, sir. It's getting to be about that time. The time where the White Sox lose to Clayton Kershaw and the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers? uh, That time is, uh, well... Any second now. That I've been following intently on my laptop any, since I can't watch it. Any any second now. You spotted Kershaw run, you're going to lose. That's the end of it. Yeah, that's all. They even made two errors. Nothing to show for it. Major League Baseball, trade deadline approaching. Yep. We saw J.D. Martinez get traded today. Half the White Sox are leaving after this game for e- New York. Either for the Yankees or the Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> they're, today, they're going east. It doesn't matter. Todd Frazier and Robertson were going to the Red Sox. Now they're going to the Yankees. Well, uh, Frazier before the game's going down the line hugging people. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, like, everybody. Full on hugs, Goodbye. not just Goodbye. pats on the back or whatever. It's like, no, this is long. Uh, it's been good. 
Blank you, but blank you. Look, popular blank guy. You. Here's, here's one of the things you, about Frazier. And, and folks will look inside the numbers and the box scores. They see strikeouts, whatever. This is a guy that has made it part of his job before games, after he's done with his fielding practice, after he takes his round in the cage, to go and sign autographs for 20, 30 minutes a game. Like, that's just, this is part of my job. So, wherever he ends up, good on him. A lot of souvenirs for young, happy fans to come and perhaps meaningful at-bats down the stretch. So, right now, the Yankees certainly are the leaders for Frazier and David Roberts, although it could change. And it, Who it knows? Was, it was a Red Sox. Well, there might be yet, two other know. teams. It might be like the Carmelo Anthony rumored deal where there's four teams involved, he's and we're not, just not sure who they are. You're going to wake Phil Jackson up. What are you doing? Hello. No, Phil, Phil, he Phil. quit. He's in Montana. Who well, he is. He's a unicorn, and he's special. Phil, go back to sleep. This is not about basketball. He's no, sleeping Phil, on a it's pile July. Of, you know, he's sleeping on a pile of bills like you Let from Breaking Bad. But we'll keep you posted if anything breaks tonight. But we're getting to that point where football's coming. Are you ready? This weekend, we already have the majority of the NFL teams will report to training camp. Even if you're a team with no hope, like me and the Jets, you're excited about it. Yeah, but we're going to go hang out at StubHub Center and Stub stuff up. and see the Chargers. J-E-T-E Jets. Go sure. see the Rams. Yeah, and score no points. Maybe yeah. dress up like Jeff Fisher, see if they let me in the premises. Go see the Rams lose 9-6. That'll be interesting. Could be. You yeah. never know. But today, certainly, the headlines, good and bad, belong to the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones, quite simply, is responsible for the train wreck the Cowboys are becoming off the field. I want me some glory, hope. Oh, Jerry, you got to stop with stuff like that. You got to sleep like Phil, Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry said he has spoken with Ezekiel Elliott since Ezekiel Elliott's involvement at an incident in a bar on Sunday, but didn't really give a lot of specifics about their conversation. Of course, this is Elliott's third or fourth transgression since coming to the National Football League. And with each one, it's like, okay, if he's involved in a bar fight, is it that big a deal? Eh, Okay, is this situation, is it that big a deal? But now you put like this string of three and four things together, and one of them is domestic violence situation that is still hanging over him. The Cowboys, according to sources, are bracing for a short suspension for Elliott, which is probably going to be in the one or two game variety. Maybe he gets two games and the gets it two, down to one. Yeah, and then but it, it'll be a short one, down, so the Cowboys yeah. will have to do without him most likely for a game or two. But this is not about Ezekiel Elliott. This is about Jerry Jones because he has simply decided – that I don't care if this team is like my team from the 90s. Because when were the Cowboys at their best? When we had a lot of lawless guys that were bringing strippers to the White House and Nate Newton was driving around, car fulls of pot. Actually, car that was after no, his... it was a van and he was long retired. That's <laughs> actually after his playing days. And that but... was, I mean, that was packed to the guild. I mean, there was hundreds there, of pounds. There was of all marijuana. kinds of. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll going on with the Dallas Cowboys. And, and it worked. They were winning Super Bowls. So you looked the other way, and in a time when the league wasn't really enforcing anything upon anybody. But now it's different. So now stuff like the Cowboys White House, that would be fined out very easily. There would be vans from WFAA in Dallas parked outside it every night going, we're waiting for Dak Prescott to walk into the White House. Oh, look, he threw his bottle of Sprite out into the garbage can. Oh, look, Dak's a good guy. You can't get away with that nowadays. But what are Cowboys players getting away with? They're getting away with incredibly bad behavior, embarrassing headlines, and Jerry Jones does 
Nothing. All right. You have this Ezekiel Elliott situation, as I said, which is, is a specter over the Cowboys season. You also have this offseason, David Irving, defensive end who got suspended four games for violating uh, the PED policy. You had Nolan Carroll arrested on a DUI charge and Damian Wilson arrested and charged with assault with a deadly weapon. A couple of these guys could place league discipline. Now you have this going on with Ezekiel Elliott. The reason this happens is because Jerry Jones refuses any sort of discipline for behavior like this. I mean, the fact that the Cowboys are continually get away with this, and they're hot in this now. They're far outdistancing any other team when it comes to guys who get in trouble off the field for stuff. This is a horrible offseason, which is part of last season and part of the Cowboys' philosophy of we're going to bring in players who have questionable backgrounds and questionable pass, and we're just going to roll with it because this is how we won Super Bowls in the 90s, and why not? And look what they did last year. They went 13-3, and and everything was great. Then they lose their first playoff game, but... Jerry Jones is enabling these players to do this because when you don't have any fear of repercussion, whether it's a DUI, whether it's PEDs, whether it's getting in a bar fight, whether it's pulling a woman's top down at a parade, which is what Elliot did uh, a few months ago, when you have no fear of any repercussion, you're going to do whatever the hell you want to. It's like Jerry Jones is the dad who's just as long as I respect my dad to his face, I can do whatever the hell I want to behind his back because he's got my back. Jerry Jones is loyal to a fault to all of his players. The guy had Josh Brent, who killed one of his teammates in a car accident, on the sideline for Cowboys games because we don't turn our back on people in the Cowboys family. You know what, Jerry Jones, maybe you want to back up on that a little bit and realize what this what this looks like and what this means to, to the members of your team and how this looks and how this plays out because this is Jerry Jones being loyal to a fault. And he's gone from a guy that used to scare the crap out of everybody to now he's, oh, yeah, yeah, we can snow Jerry. All these things, yeah, yeah, he loves us. We're ca- I know because I do this, he's going to have my back, and I'm not going to get He's not going to suspend me. So why not? Now, they're going to face league suspension, but when you're not worried, you're worried about your team first. If I find this out, what's my team going to do? What's my team? Because that's always the first thing. The team finds out the team. That- but these guys going out, they don't care. They don't care. They do whatever they want because they know Jerry Jones is not going to do anything. So all this behavior is because he's allowed that to be enabled. Well, no, and that becomes part of the the discussion of Jerry Jones and that willingness to perhaps look the other way a little bit as things go on. Is that we can you quantify how much that's helped in terms of player retention, player acquisition during the processes of free agency and, and when when they go down into negotiating does that come in not necessarily explicitly in terms of line items but in the understanding that he has with the the free agent to be and, and their representation so perhaps on some level it's helped the cowboys but certainly them winning to the level that they won last year means wait a minute i'm seeing glimpses of what we had with that young nucleus all those years ago when we had the triplets coming into their own and perhaps lightning can strike twice. Sure, we have Jason Witten still. He's the steady guy down the scene. But does Bryant still getting it done when he's healthy on the outside? You look at Ezekiel Elliott, what he was able to do, and, and you've got the electrifying quarterback that everybody's curious to see the encore performance. Now, we can get into personnel and losing a couple members of your offensive line and what it means, but that's a discussion that we'll talk about a little bit later in terms of what it means for the Dallas Cowboys come 2017 as we kick this thing off the first weekend uh, in September. But short-term, 
And you're looking at just shades of what this team was. And perhaps as Jerry Jones, we've got teams moving. We've got all these turnovers. We look at the Denver situation of ownership. We look at the Saints situation with ownership. Jerry Jones is also looking at Father Time in the mirror saying, well, this is about as close as we've been in the last 20 years to what that great period was, and it worked for him then. I'll be damned if I'm going to step in and screw it up now. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, 877-99 on Fox. This is all on Jerry Jones. All of it is. Because this is his – he creates everything. He creates the mood. He creates the culture. He creates all of it. This is him. Many you Just think about any other team in the NFL. Any other team in the NFL. And here's where Jerry Jones also gets preferential treatment from the league. Think about this. Any other team has an offseason like this. Is Roger Goodell – Meeting with that, hey, what what's going on here? What are you doing? Are these guys allowed to have instances like this? Well, over we'd at and least get whispers that there was a hey, come to uh, Park Avenue and let's let's yeah. sit down and chat. And you would also see discipline coming from the team of some of these guys. Hey, you know what? This happened, and and this is what's going on right now. And you're going to get fined, and you're going to get this. Instead, it's well, here it is. We let the league figure it out. Here it is. Let the league figure it out. And the Cowboys are back to being the lawless group they were in the '90s. But this is not fun lawlessness. You can look and say, oh, boy, bringing a bunch of women and, and having a big White House, that's kind of fun lawlessness. That's Oh, that's party lawlessness. No, th- th- these are DUIs and PEDs and, and, and fights. And th- this is this is not just, oh, you can, oh, boys will be boys. And but boy, it's, but it's wouldn't a different you like era to be at that now. party? Of but course. it's a different era, right? 20 years ago, you could do all that, and it's like, wow. Those crazy athletes. That's what we saw in North Dallas 40. That's how that's I partied 20 years ago the, in my car. That was in that... You really? I, well, that except, was you. Except without the drugs and the inordinate number of women, that was how I partied. I mean, I what had, else you got? I'd have nights where, listen, I go out to the bar and I would, I would get done at two in the morning, and I'd be ready either for breakfast or to play cards until like four in the morning. So that was, I mean, that's how I roll. Secret I mean, option I was that C guy. with Kate Upton, and and what she. Always tells you you couldn't have. There's no sex. Yeah, that wasn't out there. Huh? Hey, those three girls are looking at us. Let's go back and play cards. It's not going <laughs> to happen. All right? At least it's not going to happen for me. Let's go play cards. Yo, get out of here. <laughs> and that defeatist attitude led you here to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios alongside yours truly. You know, but I like to think that I, I held out and I'm, I'm with who I'm supposed to be with. And Pam and I are together and we've been together for 20 years and it was great. And you know, maybe I maybe if I don't play cards one of those nights, suddenly I wind up leaving with, you know, a hot model of some kind. And my life is incredibly different right now. <laughs> And I'm jet setting. You're borderline Borat as you, your cadence. I'm living in I Monaco. Like I like. I live in Monaco, and I live off my hot wife. Hey, maybe that's my life now. Hey, who knows? Now I'm depressed. This is my wife. <laughs> Took you to, to a deep left turn, and now the darkness has appeared. Uh, High five. I could have been with a wonderful model. I would marry to Sharon Stone. And then uh, it was a basic instinct happened. So went from a de- serious discussion <laughs> yeah. on the degeneracy well, of the Dallas Cowboys. about it. You know, 20, partying 20 years ago, I think a boom. My time in Syracuse and New York and Connecticut, in New York City and Connecticut and all places. I was but that's But that's just it. 20 legend. years ago, it was boys will um, be boys and, and a different attitude in terms of what players were doing and the ability if a local municipality and the police departments thereof decided to, say, pick up pieces of the rug and shove stuff under it, you could. 
because the local reporters needed access and they weren't going to ask too many questions or report on some of those said transgressions. Now, New World Order. The Jason Smith Show, Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. We'll have more on the Cowboys coming up next because there is no team primed for a fall this year more than Dallas. I'll tell you why, and wait till you hear Colin Kaepernick's response to Michael Vick's get a haircut, hippie, quote from a day ago. That's coming up next on Fox. I'm my name of Borat. I like you. I like six. It's nice. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. A little bit more in the Cowboys here. How about them Cowboys? Well, look, we told you why a few minutes ago. Everything going on with the Cowboys, the Ezekiel Elliott thing, is all Jerry Jones' fault because he has allowed players to thrive in lawlessness. They know they fear no repercussions from him. Ezekiel Elliott in the bar fight is the latest thing fourth cowboy to get in trouble this offseason jerry jones is not the guy with the bare fangs and if you run afoul of me i will make sure you are disciplined he's not that guy and this is why it's on him but there's also this concern for the cowboys there is no team primed for a fall this year bigger than dallas Dallas is going to be one of those teams that all season long they're going to be hovering around 500, and you're going to go, boy, they're going to get themselves in gear, right? They're going to get themselves in gear. They are primed for a fall for a couple of reasons. Number one, everybody is now at a year to get used to Dak Prescott, who took the league by storm, and he was fantastic. But now they've had a year, so the league is going to adjust to Dak Prescott. Dak looks like he's one of those special talents, but still, life is going to be a little bit harder for him this year than it was last year. They didn't really improve a lot in free agency. They overachieved in 2016, and they won a lot of close games. They won a lot of games they really had had no business winning. That's going to even out a little bit because that's what happens. But more importantly, their schedule last year was very, very weak, and now this year it's so much stronger. You can have teams improve, but – when you go from where you were to 13-3, to, to and three, it's like, oh, my goodness. They could have been undefeated if the Giants, if they had just beaten the Giants, taking care of them. You do that because you have a weak schedule. All right? You watched the Jets two years ago when Fitzpatrick got them to 10 wins. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm not buying that fool's gold because we had a very easy schedule. And now last year, we had seven playoff not, not, teams not, in the first seven weeks. No, I was in the Geico Studios with you during that season. Don't tell me you were looking at any of it going, ah, this is crap, ah, schedule. No, you were is bouncing off the yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, terrible. I bet, I bet on the, they were doing oh, the they were Spitting the ball in his finger, just taking yeah, it from him. You were ba- no, but, slapping the wall. But, you were shadow boxing. You did right. like the little punching thing like you were Floyd Mayweather warming up for McGregor. <laughs> I mean, you were going nuts. But so don't tell was, me about the schedule. No, it doesn't mean I wasn't excited. But it was an easy schedule. Last year's first seven games against seven playoff teams, the Jets never got off the ground. This year, the schedule for the Cowboys is immensely more sure. difficult. They will regress and come back to the mean. I mean, this is an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, and seven type season for Dallas. And they're going to be the team all season long, like the Cubs this year, where like, oh, they're going to get it going. Eventually, they're going to take off. They're going to take off. We're going to wait for the Cowboys to rip off win after win after win. And it's not going to to happen and they're going to struggle and we're going to wait and wait and hope they can squeak in the playoffs and we'll be having a conversation in December of boy if the Cowboys get in that's great for the NFL better hope that you know the Saints don't get in or better hope that you 
Something like that. That'll be our conversation. Well, we also saw the shifting of the offensive line. You lose one player to retirement, the other to the Denver Broncos. Lyle Collins, certainly exciting in pieces last season. So we'll see how he does on an every game basis. But just those changes as well. It was one of the key strengths to this squad. And obviously, Ezekiel Elliott, a step up ahead of Darren McFadden. But now the question becomes, if you were already looking at a short suspension prior to this latest alleged incident in the bar, and if the photo is to be believed that we've seen, uh, dude's nose got transplanted in terms of what it's supposed to look like in terms of you know, being straight until it was, uh, well, not so straight. So you're looking at perhaps tack on another game or two when this is all said and done if he's found to be culpable of this. So suddenly you shift down to Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris, serviceable guys, but if suddenly, suddenly you're looking at a quarter of the season, then we, we get the true test of where Dak Prescott is, how much he's evolved versus what the league's done to catch up to him. Defense was already suspect at times. They were helped, obviously, immensely by time of possession and how much they were able to lean on 25 to 30 carries from Ezekiel Elliott. So it'll be interesting to see how, as that division looks with Kurt Cousins, uh, and the Redskins getting after it. The retool. I'm sorry, it's Kirk, right? Kirk, Kirk, with a K, Kirk with a K, like Kirk Cameron. It's funny. Our guy Russell Baxter just tweeted out that he was screening uh, Dunkirk. Oh, a bunch of highlights of the Kirk Christopher Cousins. Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very yeah, pretty, nice. pretty good. I have no desire to see another movie about World War II. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, really, it, it could be. Do we great. need to see another movie about World War II? I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, another one. I kind of got sick of it with Wonder Woman. I'm like, really? Another Wonder Woman's got to be in? Sorry, spoiler alert. Wonder Woman's got to be in World War II? Really? It's got to be? You weren't really? looking at any of that. No, action. that's true. It could have been Gal Gadot up against a green screen. I wouldn't get it. No, that's just it. We didn't even bother to put in the CGI here. Just this Gal Gadot is, dancing and jumping around. This is the greatest movie ever. She's just spinning around in the Wonder Woman outfit. This is so awesome. Another one. You're terrible. But the <laughs> reality is that you're, you're looking at the, the rest of that division. And, and trying to figure out where the gains that they made. Washington going young at wide receiver with some oft-injured players. We'll see if they're able to break through. Jordan Reed can't stay on the field uh, as good as he is at times. So you see the shuffling Philadelphia, the presumptive favorite. But, look, their head coach wants to go all out with pads and practices. How's that going to work out? How many guys are on the injured report before game one because they took a shot from a teammate in an idiotic practice. So you've got those questions. But everything's setting up between the schedule and these roster moves to where you're going to have issues. And Ezekiel Elliott just compounding things. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, Twitter, at How About a Fresca. Here's how the Cowboys open the season. If you think I'm lying to you, and I'm not, I never lie. I only stretch the truth about the Mets a little bit. They, 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 up, they came up big today, though. They, <laughs> Let me tell you. I, <laughs> they open up at home against the Giants. Then they're at Denver, at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Two killer defenses they're on the road for. Then they come back home for the Rams. Good defense. Good defense, but it's Jared Goff. They can win that game 5-2. to two. Maybe his hands grew in the offseason. Then it's the Packers. I mean, you're, So you are talking the first five games where they could conceivably go one and four. Yeah. They could get out of the gate one and four. Two and three is absolutely seeable or foreseeable, seeable. rather. It's I seeable. Like I could see it. It's foreseeable for them to get out of two and three. Say they beat the Giants 
lose to Denver, lose at Denver, lose at Arizona, beat the Rams, lose to the Packers. I mean, you're two and three, and that's banking on winning those couple of games. This is an immensely more difficult schedule. They got the Falcons this year on the road as well. It's and difficult. they pump in crowd noise, so Dak Prescott's going to have trouble communicating. In December, they're at the Raiders. They have the Seahawks on Christmas Eve. This is a difficult ass schedule for the Dallas Cowboys. It's the people ignore the schedule. They go, "No, but we're great." No, but when you are playing playoff team after playoff team after playoff team. Granted, you don't know exactly how teams are well, going to be. Well, but you go but from playing a bunch of last good, place. I know or, how good the Denver right. Broncos defense is, and when when you're replacing the Browns with the Seahawks, I know what a better game is right there. It was easy. People don't realize this, how the importance of the schedule when it comes to a team and what their record's going to be from year to year. Just disrespecting the Browns. You just decided to throw them in. I, well, because the Jets are too easy. You you brought out the Harley Quinn novelty <laughs> mallet and whacked them a few times for, for good measure. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios in one minute. More on the biggest news in the NFL tonight, including Kurt, or is it Kirk, or is it just Contavious? But first, here's what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Time to talk football and joining us now on the hotline, no one better. Bleacher Report, NFL insider extraordinaire, Jason Cole. Go Aztecs, dudes. All right. So, Jason Cole, is it Kirk, is it Kurt, or does it matter? You weigh in. It's Captain whatever it is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think we should call him Ronaldo. Oh. Or, or That's Ro- pretty good. Or Ronaldinho. Fact, he, should just be, he should be like one of those soccer guys who just goes by one name mm. and just change his name completely. Or it should be like Casino. <laughs> or Cazini, yeah, yeah, just go and add some. Cazinus, yeah, uh, Kirktoid, um, or he could be Bruce Allen. I see. I really think Bruce Allen thought they were signing Kurt Warner, and that someone told him that right before they at, turned at the this camera point, on. Todd, let, let me just say this: uh, the way this thing is going to play out, he wishes he had signed <laughs> Kurt Warner. In fact, he should open negotiations right now. You, what are you doing? Bruce, I mean, I like, I like Bruce Allen a lot, um, but why would you ever do that? Why? You know, because you know exactly what you've done. You've painted Kirk Cousins as as greedy, and so you've gone to war with him. <laughs> the guy that, and, and regardless of whether they decide to keep him after this season or not, uh, who knows what's going to happen? All right, between now and he, he may be terrible, and this could all blow up in Kirk Cousins' face. He could be, you know, above average, in which case he's going to get paid a ton of money by the Forty ers or whoever. You know, however this is going to play out. But why would you just decide to take a giant dump all over this season, like two weeks before the start of training camp? Right, like you just, like, you know, this is just a monstrous dump that you just took on the season. Like, you just—I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, like, so, so the like, new, the new, here, well, you know, like, let's all get excited so about training camp. Oh, our quarterback does. Our our GM hates our quarterback. Oh no! So we <laughs> should re- we should replace the logo then with the shot of Travolta from Pulp Fiction on the toilet right before he gets shot by Bruce Willis. Sorry, oh, how, oh. 
absolutely. <laughs> that is that encapsulates. Like, you know, I thought the Jets were were going bad. This oh. one, like, they just they just went over the top on this one. We are not the worst. <laughs> we are not the worst. Well, they didn't. <laughs> they said, Woo-hoo! "Well, everybody's going to be focused on Gettleman." <laughs> So we can slide this one in, maybe. Uh, What's with the epidemic uh, of GMs getting all, bounced yeah, after? Has, <laughs> the whole Gettleman, Dorsey, Kaepernick, it all has served to be, you know, to allow the Jets to kind of just slide through <laughs> and, like, nobody noticed that, we, that we're, we're going to go in 16. Just everybody talk about all that other stuff. What, what he, like, what he uses under the guise of all this other stuff. All this is going on. It's like, oh, what he left for England? Oh, okay. Like, he just escaped the country and nobody's really noticing. It's, 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 the Jets are just going to get off scot-free in this whole thing. It's awesome. Jason Cole with us, Bleacher Report, NFL Insider, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. All right, so you mentioned Colin Kaepernick. Today he responded to Michael Vick's statement a night ago saying, get a haircut, hippie, by pointing out what Stockholm Syndrome is when you sympathize with your captors. When did you think that um, Michael Vick would channel his Kowalski? <laughs> I, I I didn't think it was going to be last. Now, night. Like when did you when did you like did you ever picture that happening? Like did, like Michael Vick of all the things now he's the guy saying get off my lawn. Yeah, but between him and Ty Cobb, those are the two names I wouldn't have expected to dominate headlines over a several day period. Ty Cobb, what am I? Well, he's in. He's now a special advisor yeah. on the Trump, whole. Trump, Trump hired yeah. him to be a lawyer. The guy's name is Ty Cobb. He's re- evidently oh, related okay. to Ty Cobb. Yeah. So there you go. We're okay. going blast from the past week in the story. Iris Raymond. Oh, yeah. I, I meant, I'm sorry. I, Trump, I, I can only do Trump for like three days at a, at a time. Oh, okay. okay. No, that's then, fine. Like, then it's just, it, it like just overwhelms <laughs> me. And I know the healthcare thing went sideways today and all that. And so I, I, I watched it from a distance. But I haven't checked his Twitter today. It's just, I just can't do it. <laughs> So, all right, so with Kaepernick now, with all this going on, now he answers back and says, oh, Michael Vick obviously is sympathizing with his captors, putting out the message the NFL wants him to put out. The Stockholm Syndrome thing. Does he play? Does anybody side at this point? Look, seriously, like, Colin, stop stop being a social scientist. Like, you're, you're, you're a relatively smart guy, okay? But you're not, you're not, you're not really that deep. You're just not. Now, your girlfriend thinks she's deep. That's fine. Okay, she's not either. Okay, just get over yourself. Okay, at a certain point, Michael Vick has an opinion. Let it go, but don't analyze. Like Michael Vick, here, here's where you got it wrong. Like Michael Vick is all of a sudden supposed to be the victims in the Stockholm syndrome. No, 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 no. Michael Vick is a convicted felon. Okay, like he's not the person who was captured by white America. Okay, like that's that you got it all backwards right from the beginning, Colin. Like he's not pulling some Uncle Tom routine. Okay, that's not what's going on here, Colin. Okay, he's speaking what his opinion. You may disagree with that opinion, and that's fine. But don't get into the Stockholm Syndrome psychoanalysis of Michael Vick, where you put him in the role of being a victim. Michael Vick has never been a victim. And and I actually like Michael Vick a little bit. And I think that he's done a really great job of trying to correct his, 
you know, the trajectory of his life after that, you know, that all the awful things that he did. But like, let's not twist this all around, Colin. You're 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 completely wrong. You know, if you want to make your other statements, that's fine. Leave, be less complicated. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show, coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. On the hotline with us, NFL reporter for BleacherReport.com, our buddy Jason Cole. Follow him on Twitter at JasonColeBR. So more reports of transgressions for Ezekiel Elliott, the investigation that's never ended. Are we ever coming to resolution before this season starts? No, because the the best thing about this is all the different ways that we get to see Jerry Jones defend Ezekiel Elliott, right? Like, every other week it's, oh, Ezekiel just, now it's the rock star lifestyle. I mean, come on, Jerry. When will you ever, like, look at Ezekiel and say, Ezekiel, stop it. Stop acting like a child. Stop, you know, stop doing these things that are making it hard for me to defend you. Like, just do it publicly one time. Because, look, you, here, Jerry, you write his checks. He, he's going to, like, notice when you say, if, you, if Jerry Jones would just come out one time and say, I wish Ezekiel Elliott would get it straight because he could be on the way to the Hall of Fame and we need him to be great. And he needs to stop all these little stupid routines that he's getting into. And the partying has to end, especially when the league is really getting serious about whether they're going to suspend him for this other incident before he was ever drafted. Like, it's time to quiet down and time to be responsible. If Jerry would just say that one time, I would love to see how Ezekiel Elliott reacts. You can follow him on Twitter, Jason Cole, at Jason Cole BR. That's at Jason Cole BR, NFL Insider for Bleacher Report. As always, J. Cole, appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week. Anytime, guys. Be good. Be good, brother. All right, there goes Jason Cole. Look, what have we been saying about Ezekiel Elliott? We said at the top of the show, Jerry Jones is enabling this behavior by not saying anything, and he hasn't for anybody. I get he's loyal to his players. He wants to be that guy. He wants to be that one said, no, and everybody else wants to cut bait on our guys. I will have your back. And there's something very admirable in that. But you have to have some kind of discipline or they're just going to run right over you. And that's what's going on. The players are saying, whatever. I mean it. He's gone from being a guy when he first came up was Jerry Jones was so powerful. People were scared. Whenever they say Jerry Jones, no, Mr. Jerry Jones, Mr. Jerry Jones. His players were in awe of him. But now it's just, yeah, okay, Jerry. And then we're going, yeah, he's gone. Come on. Let's do whatever he wants. Let's have a big party in the room. But that's where we have the, the great disconnect. And there's just a chasm between where we were headed with this squad and all praise of what Steven was starting to do, right? He didn't draft Manziel. All these other personnel moves that Steven Jones has been credited with, yet we still have Jerry Jones when it comes to discipline and everything else. We still has haven't quite bridged that together in terms of who's running that part of the ship at this st- stage of the, the Dallas development and coming off a winning season. I don't know that that's going to change anytime soon. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. We have more NFL. We'll get more into Colin Kaepernick and what he said today coming up in a little bit less than 20 minutes from now. But straight ahead, it's not often that a person who catches a foul ball becomes big news, but that is exactly what happened tonight. I'm very, very excited about it. Tim, it's not you, Tim. Tim, this is not you because you would have been playing in the game. Who is it, and where did it happen? Find out on Fox next.
Dear Chris Christie, I saw what happened when you were on that beach you weren't supposed to be on. Then the helicopter came and saw you. You had that moment where you looked up at the helicopter and you knew that your political life was over. Now I see you filling on the radio, getting into it with callers, just like everybody else. You're one of us now. Hit me back. This is Stan. P.S. You should have tried to become vice president, too. 877-99 on Fox, the number. Jason Smith show from the Geico studio. It's not often, Mike Carmen. We'll have more on the Colin Kaepernick saga. Oh, yeah. Today was a very crazy twist in the Kaepernick-Michael Vick back and forth coming up in 10 minutes. But it's very rare that a person catching a foul ball becomes news. Well, you either have to have a baby in one hand or you get it, you catch it a, in your beer. You got to put a kid's life at risk to catch the That's foul ball. That's usually it, right? Or potentially fall over a railing. Those are really the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you, someone complains that you just... your bare hand, you yeah. save somebody. Someone very old catches a foul oh, ball. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but Happy normally, souvenir for a youngster. Oh, look at that. 89 years young and just broke her hand catching that ball. <laughs> but tonight, during the Mets-inspired 5 nothing loss to the St. Louis Oh, Cardinals, they were great. In which I don't think the the Mets actually hit had a hard hit ball until the ninth inning. That's how bad it was. Oh, it was awful. They all four TVs here in the Geico Studios when I came in. The it was hi- an ugly game. The highlight for the game tonight clearly was this foul ball. Three two. He's popped up. Rivera giving a, a look at it and a souvenir for Chris Christie. Are you kidding me? How about that? You just noticed him. You're. You just noticed him between innings, and what do you know? He gets a ball, left-handed catch. Nice to see him get from the beach here to the ballpark. Mets <laughs> television, Chris Christie catches a foul ball and gets booed by the Mets fans. All right, very first, very first. Yeah. I'm surprised he was in a section with other people in it. He couldn't get a section closed off just for him. And he could have. It was a home game. <laughs> okay. So I've been Sorry, wa- I've been I, I came get- ba- right back on you. Maybe I, been, I needed another line or two. I've been waiting to get that out. for. I, I, feel I should have had now. a second line there because you look like you were stung by <laughs> he, my comeback. He was running around high-fiving people after catching the foul Pretty ball. athletic move to catch it with uh, his left hand. Uh, yeah. Well, Contorted himself hand. pretty let, well. It's your glove hand. It's your, one, it's your glove hands. What are you supposed to catch just it with? Looking, you thought his glove hand was going to be good? No, I'm just saying it's your glove. If I catch a ball with my left hand, it's my glove hand. And all I'm saying is I didn't expect him to be able to twist and turn in that chair in that capacity and come up with a one-hand grab. I have a feeling I know what our play of the night's going to be. Fordo can win it. No. <laughs> Strikes out. I, I thought it was, was going to be a mammoth blast from Tebow. But I guarantee you this, Chris Christie... You'll be reading about him for the next however many years because I guarantee you he gets the gig to replace Mike Francesa, WFAN in New York. I mean, everybody was. Well, going he's already crazy. willing to yell yeah. at callers and get after him. Every, for sure. Everybody's been going crazy the last few days with a 30 for 30 on Mike and the Mad Dog because that launched the sports talk radio genre. And I love how everybody is into it despite the fact 90 to 95% of the people in the United States. Never heard either of these guys. Right. Because it's a New York show. But the fact that it got as popular, it really launched sports talk radio as a, a format. But I guarantee you he gets it. Because in radio now, and this, is, this, always, this always bugs me, is that 
if you're a big name, you could be a big name with not a lot of talent, and you'll get a job over somebody who has a hell of a lot more talent but might not be as big a name. Chris Christie's a sports fan. Awesome. but And now he's going to walk into a gig that many people across the country would, oh, my God, it could replace Mike Francesa. No, it, oh, my God, this is crazy. The show will be simulcast. It'll be everywhere. It'll be nationwide at some point. And he'll walk in because he was the governor of New Jersey. He screwed things up plenty and was involved in scandal. He has failed upward, but because he's a big name, he'll get he already had big headlines last week when he got in it with a caller. And he called him a loser and oh look at Chris Christie at it again. See that we've gone to the loser upward. as the go to now for all all it, people it would appear. But yeah, but that'll burn out quickly and the those that were vying for that role get to be the guy after the guy. Because tell me Christie wants to do that for any length of time. Right? Well, if it, if there's nothing else for him to do, what else is he gonna do? He's going to sit there and take phone calls, and he's going to have a a platform to talk about sports and politics and try to rehabilitate himself but for whatever happens in 2020. That's all it takes. He will fail upward. Year. He is, he, all he has done as a politician the last year, all his headlines have been bad. All his headlines. This one being, was a good catch. Being on a beat. Well, this is okay. That was a he great catch. A Although the Mets booth then making fun of him saying, ah, he got here from the beach. I yeah. can't believe he did it. I haven't heard it. I haven't done my Tim McCarver impression since it's, my dad's car in, in 1997. It's been a while. The Mets outfield plays too deep. The Mets just really suck right now. There's no way I can sugarcoat it. Going through some hard times. Yeah, troubled times. That's right the now, one way I could, if I ever want to upset my dad as I do a Tim McCarver impression. Is that right? Oh, my dad, like, his blood boils. Because McCarver would always say critical things about the Yankees in his mind. He's always criti- too critical about the Yankees. So anytime I want to really upset him, I'll do my Tim McCarver impression. Well, he was a Cardinal. So, I mean, there, there is but something I mean, to that. You can fail upward. And if you have a big name and not a lot of talent, or nobody knows what kind of talent you have, you'll get jobs like that. And that fascinates and bugs the crap out of me. All the time it does. Fascinates and bugs yeah. you. Yeah. Well, the business is this business is fascinating. It doesn't love you back. No, all the time, no, it doesn't. But it's, it punches it's you in the face. In the face. <laughs> the Mets outfield just sucks right now. Coming up next, we'll get back into a big story from the NFL. Nice to see him get from the beach here to the ballpark. Hour two of the show, Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Call one eight hundred nine four seven auto. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Uh, right now, Major League Baseball, a topic we're going to get into coming up in a big way in about 20 minutes. MLB tonight has Mike Trout versus Bryce Harper. Both guys have home runs in the same inning. And right now, the Angels and the Nationals tied at two apiece in the seventh inning. Likely, I am the first person to tell you this, and that's a problem, something we'll get into. Major League Baseball and its star power. That's what you call a tease. Coming up in 20 minutes. Not my first day. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not Chris Christie. I close a beach and I'm doing stuff on WFAN going, hey, I'm going to get a radio show because nobody likes me. Wouldn't it be nice to have that kind of upward mobility? To fail upward? Sure. I wish I could fail upward. I wish. I, w- I wish I had that. Pot. But, you know, failure is not in my dictionary, Mike Harmon. I'm one of those guys. I'm all about positivity and Updraft and 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 achieving, not about failing, not about failing upward. You're gonna put a little headset on and a battery pack and start selling me some self help books. You know, like the Tom Brady self help book that's coming out. Hey, I will give you pajamas that I wear to bed, and 
you'll give me $175, and I can almost guarantee you, you will wake up feeling regenerated the next morning. I got to be honest. I was if really not, thinking about outfitting the entire staff for the holidays in the recovery with, pants. With, with TB12 recovery yeah. pants. Thinking that that would be a good gesture, that we'd see if the, the team could take even bigger steps towards global domination in 2018. See, if I was, We might have to cut the bottoms off because our calves are going to be so swole. If I was single, I would wear those pants like out to the club going, all right, legs are regenerating. I'm ready, ladies. All right. No, what you'd really be saying is like, you know what these are? These are recovery pants. <laughs> That's right. Downtime. That would be your opening has line. Has been cut. That would be your opening line? Yeah. Hey. You wearing recovery pants? Slap! You're saying that's a bad thing? Slap! Think about that. I'm wearing recovery pants. What are you wearing? Slap! Slap! Hey, sometimes it's all in the okay. interest of science. Oh, oh, it's science. I'm, I'm polling the electorate. I got a scientific uh, thing I'm working on here. If I told you you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? Really? You know, my boyfriend looks like a catfish. And I don't know why I go. I go in a New York accent, but you know, that's kind of how it goes that way. I would have rather you gone country and <laughs> sung the song gone along country. the way. I actually, right? You if wanna... I said you had a beautiful body before we get was that into... the Bellamy brothers? Is uh, that who that was? Bill Bellamy, really? No, was not Bill, Bill Bellamy. Bill and Walt Bellamy, TJ. No, you want to know the worst pickup line that someone ever used on me? How about that? You know, this is a good. This is a good one. Uh, you know, because I told you last hour how much after the bars close at 2 o'clock, my buddies always go out for breakfast. Ladies and gentlemen, another story out. from the kid. And, yes, it was right. It is the Bellamy Brothers. You can kiss my uh, uh, Bill Bellamy, uh, TJ. On any given Sunday, Bill Bellamy <laughs> will catch a pass for you. Uh, we go out to the Little Gem Diner, which is a place in Syracuse. And my buddy and I are out, and there's a couple of girls who are at a table next to us. And one of them kind of smiles at my friend. I'm like, oh, all right. This is a little after hours, after dark. And uh, so they start talking a little bit. And two girls are sitting on the side of the um, table closest to me. Mm -hmm. And the one sitting furthest away looks over and says, hey, I want to get over and talk to the other guy. He doesn't smell so bad. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's your opener? I don't smell so bad, even though you can't even smell me from that. That's a pretty good line. Away. No, that's a good line. That, that's, that's not a good line. This guy doesn't smell so bad? That means really? that they've met mother, other more offensive people. Who, yeah. Who? Where are you living that that's your number one thing? Oh, thank God this guy doesn't smell they so were, bad. They were in the oh, club, and, and guys no, are getting a little no, rancid. No, no, I don't want to be around. Whereas the kid no, might no, not no, have no, been no, super no, fresh, no, 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 but I'm he not. at least wasn't. You know, harboring a funk. How are you living when that's your line? That's your opener. Oh, thank God, because every other guy that I've seen just smelled so bad. And it's oh my goodness. I You're don't... a guy. It's two a.m. I was. That's just... the turn off. You know I was. I was a guy who took a shower that day. And now they're banging each other. That was. That was exactly my. Sometimes that's how it works. Sometimes for me. that's all you need oh. is the door to be cracked uh, open I, just I, a, little I, I bit, a little bit, and more... you can kick it in with your monstrous calves and quads uh, after you wear your recovery pants. I need, I... See how it all comes full circle. Oh, you think I needed recovery pants? Yeah, I not, think you did. Not that time. No, I didn't. All like all I had to do was I'm a guy with a shower. That's all I was. 
Sometimes it's low-hanging fruit, hey, buddy. I uh, took a shower today. What do you think? Well, let's go. All right. It's that easy. No, if I only would... life were no, that simple. No, no, no. Bathing. No. <laughs> Bathing. You know what? A lot of people would still fail that test, unfortunately. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Phone number is 877-99 on Fox. My Have phone. you ever used that line in a bar? <laughs> at How About a Fresca? <laughs> at Swollen Dome. This guy doesn't spell. You know, you know that girl's going to be listening somehow. It's, Good. Oh, I remember that. Uh, it's 20 years ago. But you think she only used it once? I don't, oh, you, no, I don't think that I That might have special. been a go-to. I think it went to the next guy that smelled. What if there was a guy with cologne on? Oh, this guy. Not Bartolo Too, too cologne. much. Bartolo Cologne didn't get it done today. Feel- I was so excited he was getting a start today. We were going to celebrate Bartolo Cologne Day, and then he sucked. DJ, we're feeling big sexy with cologne in an after-hours breakfast joint with Jason Smith, DJ. But today... Colin Kaepernick got back at Michael Vick, former NFL quarterback who a day ago on Speak for Yourself uttered this when he talked about what Colin Kaepernick should do if he wants to get back in the NFL. First thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. You know, I mean, (laughs) listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct, but, you know, even if he puts cornrows in it, I, I don't think he should represent himself, you know, in that way in terms of, you know, just the hairstyle, just go clean cut. You know, why not? You know, you're already dealing with a lot, a lot of controversy surrounding this issue. You know, just try to be presentable. So that was a very big deal. We talked about that a lot last night on the show. And tonight, Colin Kaepernick tweeted out his response, which was a definition of Stockholm Syndrome, which, in case you don't know, is when people who are taken captive start to empathize with their captors because you're there for so long and you're empathizing with them, and you're helping them. You think they're your friends. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick making an analogy between, here's Michael Vick, agent of the NFL, who has kept us captive for so long, the NFL has, and now he's on their side when he was a guy who the NFL was at odds with for a long time, hence the Stockholm Syndrome. Seeing this from Colin Kaepernick, if this doesn't prove to you that he doesn't care about playing in the NFL this year, I don't know what else does. We've said it many times. Kaepernick, you may not like it, but he's got to prove to teams that he wants to play football. He has not done that. He has not done an interview. He has not spoken to teams that said, this is what I want. This is what I'll accept. This is what I'll, I'll be a backup. I'll be this. I'll be that. We have not heard that from him. But now he tweets out Stockholm Syndrome. Basically, he's saying, Michael Vick, part of the evil NFL. Does any team see this and say, oh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, I'm going to give you a chance. If Kaepernick really wanted to get back in and play, number one, he wouldn't be insulting the NFL like this because you're insulting a place where you want to work, and that doesn't work any place. No no one's going to say, oh, you know, I really hate Best Buy. I'd never buy crap at Best Buy. Hey, can I get a job at Best Buy? No, No one's doing that. But yet this is Colin Kaepernick because he feels he is entitled to a job in the National Football League. All NFL free agents right now, whether you are Colin Kaepernick or somebody else, have one thing in common, working their ass off to get back into the National Football League. Whether you're Darrell Revis, whether you're a guy that that played on special teams last year for the Titans and you are trying to keep your career going, they're working out publicly. Their agents are tirelessly calling teams saying, hey, I got this guy, I got this guy, give him a shot, bring him in, 
Put them on your camp roster. This will happen. My guys want to play. You always hear that story, that success story of guys who say, my agents had to call every team three times, and finally the Falcons took a shot on me or the Chargers took a shot on me, and it was awesome. I'm sorry if Colin Kaepernick feels entitlement, but that's how it is. What's he doing to help himself get a job in the NFL? He's not doing anything. And if you're not going to help yourself, why are teams going to say, well, we got to go have you? No, but he's not done a thing. If you could, did Colin Ka- has he done the thing to help himself get a job this year in the NFL? He's not. He's he's backed off and said I shouldn't have to do this and and allowed the blackball comment to be portrayed, which is completely inaccurate because him not having a job is a combination of a lack of talent and his political views. It's not one or the other. But bottom line is this: I don't feel bad for you because you're not doing anything to help yourself get back in the NFL. No, as we talked about yesterday with the initial Vic comments, which he then walked back a bit today and, and just reiterated the, the on-the-field play portion of his commentary on, on Fox Sports 1. The, the idea that a haircut, dressing in a suit, whatever other appearance things was going to be the difference was asinine. I think it was just the larger context, if, if we could extrapolate or, or try to figure out exactly where Michael Vick was coming from, was the, all right, you want back into the NFL. There's obviously a divide between where teams believe, one, you want to be in, two, what the, what it means for them. And it's gone down the road, and everybody's brought up the, the number of players with arrest records and some abhorrent things uh, on their past, including Michael Vick's own transgressions in terms of getting back into the league. And, and, and I understand that there's that that weighing that, that goes on. And certainly Colin Kaepernick in this instance has done nothing I- I anywhere close to that. In fact, he's given away hundreds of thousands of dollars of his own money to help fund causes and, and try to make things better as he sees it. And certainly, you know, he's to be commended for, for that, that part of the stance. But in terms of getting back into the NFL, there's obviously something missing in the conversation, either the want to and the push from his side, his agent, who's the same representation as Johnny Manziel, as we found out the last 24 to 36 hours, which makes for an interesting wrinkle because now they're tied together in terms of their NFL futures. But when you look at, at Colin Kaepernick, it's we're still asking a lot of questions in terms of want, in terms of desire. I mean, we could throw out anything you want. People have talked about, well, he doesn't want a salary. I don't know what salary he wants, but it's certainly one of the things that would go up on a big list of, you know, here's possible reasons things haven't come to fruition to where he's signed a contract uh, at, at this point. So, but to, to post Stockholm sy- syndrome as the response to Michael Vick's questioning and, and PR, unsolicited PR advice. Look, he's a guy with an opinion, a guy who went through a lot of stuff trying to get back into the league. And again, coming back as a convicted felon, obviously uh, a world apart from where we're at with Colin Kaepernick, but just making the point of, there, there's got to be some kind of discussion in, in terms of what it's going to take to get back into the NFL. And posting this is basically saying, why would I want to go work for that, this place? And, and no one's that, that's give all you this job. is. No but that's, but that's all this job. is. Why, do I, why would you, I want to work for this organization? Without saying, why would I want to work for this organization? That's he, what this look, post is. He's hurt because he feels he shouldn't have to be doing what he's doing. Or, or should he should be able to just waltz back in the NFL and be a starter or have a job. And he's upset. And so now he's lashing out, and he's got bad people surrounding him. Whoever's surrounding him, he's got to get rid of. 
Because if he really, if he doesn't want to play in the NFL, he should say it. And then, okay, go on, be a social justice warrior and make a difference. Really, go make a difference because he has that capability. He has that kind of backing behind him. But if you do want to play, you got the worst people in the world but, surrounding you, man. You've got the particular... worst people advising you on how to. Because all they've done is you've gone from last summer into being a guy who, well, let's see, maybe he can restart his career. He's obviously going to be an ex-49er after this year. There's going to be other people that are interested. And now look where he's at. Not even close to sniffing the NFL. But to use this example, right, it's one thing to use the best buy example. Well, then maybe you get behind the scenes and someone explains how the pricing structure is or the return, whatever it is that could could potentially sell you on the job. Maybe they have great benefits. I don't know. Whatever it is that in the moment when you need a job puts you over. But Stockholm Syndrome is a very different thing than just having a a, a rant against a place saying, I I don't like this policy or that. You're you're going down a whole other road when you, you start using this as your example of what the NFL is. Roadhouse. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. More on Kaepernick coming up later on this hour. But straight ahead, the big showdown in Major League Baseball tonight, that is crickets. Why this is a very big deal, next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio. You tried to tell me I was wrong. Is there about a, word choices, is there, which is which is wrong. People barging in here with wrong definitions, and there, then telling me I didn't know this was the Bellamy Brothers. <laughs> is there a uh, is there a song called "This Guy Doesn't Smell So Bad"? Is there that song? I'm sure there is. is. There? <laughs> Let's see. This guy doesn't smell so bad. Lyrics. The what Jason that Smith to? Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. couple of big stories from Major League Baseball, including one that is breaking right now, dotting our I's and crossing our T's on it. That'll be coming up in a second. But right now, in Anaheim, the Nationals are taking on the Angels. And every shot in this game, we're watching on Fox Sports here locally because you know the angels games are on yeah we get to watch these in the geico studios buddy every shot is of bryce harper or mike trout every single shot. well yeah i mean they've got him in the lower third i mean it, it's like a floating head yeah they, going they across just, they just had a split screen of bryce harper up at bat and mike trout in center field just because everything both guys who you can say are the face of baseball, and you want to throw Aaron Judge in there because he had such a great first half and he plays for the Yankees, sure. But obviously Mike Trout and Bryce Harper have done a little bit more than Aaron Judge in their respective careers. This is another example of Major League Baseball losing a huge way to promote the game. And it's going to take some kind of outside-the-box thinking to help stuff like this along. Both guys have homered in the same inning tonight. You had Harper open a homer in the top of the inning. Trout answered it. They're tied 2-2 right now in the eighth inning. These are the guys that Major League Baseball would say, the, we want these to be the faces of our game, the Mount Rushmore of our game. Look at that. You got Trout, the Mount Rushmore in. Harper, you want to put Aaron Judge in there because he's great, and then you know pick whoever you want from the Mets. 
this is who you want. They don't have Bartolo Colon anymore, so I'm, I'm out. But look at this, and Harper just rips a double down the line in, in, in right field. Listen to the way your voice turned. Your stomach you know, just did No, now lips. he's going to go for third. Look at his hair. going to make it. Man, look at his hair flapping in the breeze. Harper is up, and he's yelling. He, he almost put his hand up to celebrate and came off the base. He yelled, but I'm jacked up about it. Here's Harper digging for third on a triple that anybody else would have cruised into second for a double. And he comes up, and he's all sorts of excited. Against Steve Bedrosian. Up. Not that Steve Bedrosian, the other. I know. Steve Bedrosian. The other bedrock. Uh, twist, the, twist. TJ, do the bedrock. <laughs> twist. And Major League Baseball, this game is not making a ripple anywhere. The top trending sports topics on Twitter, everywhere. We're going to get to a trade coming up in a couple minutes. We're going to get to. But nowhere is Harper or Trout. No, and I- this is what Major League Baseball has an issue with. Anytime you can put a matchup out there to promote the game, you have to find a way to get it out there to as many people as possible. And you have to find a way, hey, you know what? Let's use a little bit of foresight here. Whoa, this is going to be Harper and Trout. People are going to want to see this. We want to promote this game. We're going to put this game on MLB Network. And MLB, I'm sorry, but you're gonna, we're going to run this game because we want to make sure we continue to build the stars in this game. I said it earlier this year when it was, what was it? It was a, it was Syndergaard and Scherzer on getaway day yes. on a Thursday. Yep. And I'm like, really? This is a game that that is a huge matchup, at least early in the season it was. Two of the best pitchers in baseball, and it's at 1 o'clock on a Thursday. Well, if nothing else, you're trying to get people excited that baseball was back right. in and, a window for them to watch and that it was you know breaking through 40 games and 40 nights and all of that. The NBA finds a way to get their stars on television as often as humanly possible. The NFL, every Sunday, is a sign. You, you want to see? You find a way to see your guys, whether you watch them on Fantasy Zone, on Red Zone, whatever. You find a way. You see the guys from the NFL. Major League Baseball, you don't. You simply don't. How do you not say, you know what, I'm sorry, Mets, I'm sorry, Dodgers, I know you're flying to Cincinnati after this game, but... We're going to put this game on 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock, and it's going to be a national game. I don't get how Major League Baseball doesn't do that. If they really want to look into how they're going to stay relevant in when, when you're continuing to try to find ways to make stars out of people, you have to think outside the box. And flexible scheduling is certainly the first thing you can do. When you look ahead and go, okay, what are the pitching matchups going to be? Oh, hey, great. Let's make sure we get Kershaw versus Strasburg. We got to make sure that's on this week. It, it's it's enough. It's enough ahead of time where as long as this happens, we tell the Dodgers, "Hey, this game's going to be at night. I'm sorry you're getting screwed, but that goes along with being a high profile team." And you have Clayton Kershaw. Both these games with Harper and Trout should be nationally televised games that are on that everybody gets to see. They should be anytime you get a chance to do, even though it's not a rivalry and they're not playing against each other one on one. This is not Lonzo Ball and De'Aaron Fox. You have to find a way to do this. And here it is. Harper just scored on a base hit now. He single-handedly has put Washington up front. If this is a game that everybody was seeing, Harper would be everywhere. This is why he's the real MVP. This is why he's the face of Major League Baseball. This is why he's better than Trout. This triple he had in the eighth inning. And whether you believe it or not, it's still a conversation. And it's still going and going and going. But MLB misses a lot of these opportunities, well, and and they can't afford to do that in this landscape. But that's it. You got to try to get over. Look what the NBA has done. We cared about summer league for two weeks. We're going to raise a banner in Los Angeles here. We're going to leave these Geico studios, and Robert Guerra, he's going to lead the caravan over to Staples Center when they raise that banner. 
but we had that. We had all of the rumor, conjecture, speculation about trades and all of this free agency, and it's just dominant, and it's kept baseball out of the spotlight. Other than Aaron Judge and, hey, what's wrong with the Cubs? We don't have a lot of things breaking through. So when you have an opportunity for one of these matchups, you, you have to browbeat people, right? They need to hear it not once, not twice, 700 times that this is what's going on. Whether it's one-off deals with Twitter or whatever medium you're going to stream it, here's a YouTube channel that we activate for big games, and, and then you're pushing it all over social media and wherever you have the, the broadcasting capability across your different networks, wh- whatever you can do, you've got to try to get over because you only have these guys in their prime and, and in this type of position for so long. And then you're, you're moving on. And when you've got the faces of the game on, well, one contending team and the Angels who are, are better than I think we would have expected, um, and, that, and that's, an, you know, just saying that they've, they've won more than eight games uh, at this point, given Trout's injury and everything that's gone on and how, how pathetic Pujols has been at times. Just the, the fact that you've got the great American pastime that can go dormant for such long stretches, right? The All-Star game was a bust. You took away the this time it counts. So as much as you can try to innovate with technology, and Fox did a lot of great things with the broadcast, if you're if there's not a, a bunch of runs crossing home plate, it's not getting over. Likewise, the you've got these faces of the game that you, you just need to do whatever you can to push because secondary figures in a trade should not be the guys that are getting a push on Twitter and across media at, at this hour. The, these are the stars. I, I get everybody's excited about the trade deadline, and we are. we got a big trade to tell mm-hmm. you about coming up in a minute. But uh, this, these are the guys that should supersede everything. I mean, I'm not saying you got to change the game and go, all right, Angels, you got to play at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But you got to figure out a way to say, okay, you know what? Sorry, MLB, you could take off quick pitch, and right. we're going to put this game on there. Or ESPN's got the game tomorrow night. How do you not have both games? How does one entity not have? Baseball can't get locked into these things. Football is not locked into it with flexible mm-hmm. scheduling. The NBA puts their their teams their start teams on all the time, right? So it really doesn't matter. But baseball's got to find a way. So you're not just you're just you're losing games. You're losing ways to create your product in a sense where I'm gathering everybody's attention. No oh, Harper and Trout tonight. Oh, I'm going to watch that a little bit instead of just going oh. Oh, yeah, that was last night. No, oh, and Harper had a great triple that if it was on national TV, we'd be talking about it forever. That play, be talking about forever. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. Now, dating can be difficult. You don't want to be like me in a diner at 3 in the morning and having a girl look over to you and go, he doesn't smell so bad. You don't want that pickup line. What do you want? You want to go to match. If you are not using Match, you are missing out. Start searching, connecting for free today at Match.com. That's Match.com, Match.com, M-A-T-C-H.com. I'm matching Harper and Trout, and I'd be doing wonderful things. See, you celebrated Bryce Harper. You're coming around to my okay. side. Did you I, see his hair as it flopped in the breeze after the I, helmet flew off? I will say off? this. His hair is glorious. It was perfect, wasn't it? But if he cuts his hair, he's much faster. I'm just saying. He's more aerodynamic. Aerodynamic. Yeah. We know who he is. He's a unicorn. You know, paint racing stripes Phil, on him while you're at it. Phil, back to sleep, Phil. No, Phil, it's still July. Coming up in one minute, a big trade has just gone down in the Yankees. Get some new pieces. But first, here's what's trending.
Hey! Hey, did you hear the Yankees made a trade? Trade! No, I don't want to hear Johnny Kemp just got paid. I said the Yankees made a trade. No, I don't need a can of raid. I said the Yankees made a trade. No, I don't want to live in Miami Dade. The Yankees made a trade. No, no, not David Spade. The Yankees made a trade. Oh, would I like to get le- Yes, yes, that I would, yes. Fox Sports Radio. It was all building to that moment. <laughs> Great anticipation here in the Geico studio. Yelling in the club, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Well, a trade that we first heard tonight was possibly going to happen, then wasn't going to happen, then was back on again, then got postponed, is now a reality. It was earlier tonight we saw that Todd Frazier and David Robertson were going to be traded to the Boston Red Sox. It was happening. We saw Todd Frazier... Shaking hands, hugging all his teammates. A lot of hugs, yeah. Not in the lineup tonight for your Chicago White Sox. And we thought, okay, well, the Red Sox are firing a quick salvo. In the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. A deal has been done. It is, however, Todd Frazier, David Robertson, Tommy Canley, to the New York Yankees. The Yankees. This will make my dad very happy. Give up Tyler Clippard. He's not a fan. Not, he hates Tyler Clippard more than he hates. Uh, You're going to say you? No, I was going to say like something like degenerative bone disease or something. So, I, I don't know. He hates Tyler Clippard. Bone. I don't know. I, I don't know. I would he, hope we all hate degenerative hates, bone disease. He hates Tyler Clippard more than he hates bogeying on the golf course. Although he bogeys more than he says he does. Like double bogeying. He hates, so he hates, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Dad, what'd you get on that hole? Like, I'll have like a seven. I have five. What? Okay. No, that's why you hire a guy to walk around with you for five bucks <laughs> an hour. Just keep track keep of this score. guy. And then put a giant sign up when he finally <laughs> pulls out. White Sox get back. Tyler Clippard, so congratulations, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And three prospects, including outfielder Blake Rutherford, who is the Yankees' number three overall prospect. I just saw a ranking on Twitter by an MLB, uh, I'm sorry, a minor league baseball insider who has the White Sox with eight of the top 100 prospects overall in Major League Baseball right now. Now, they are prospects. I'm going to one-up So you. you don't know. Eight of the top 65 oh, prospects the top in baseball. 100. And Mancata has been called up. Oh. The so number one prospect. Well, so now you have seven because now he's actually in the Major Leagues. <laughs> he's still a prospect. Hasn't taken it at bat yet. He might be on a plane, but he hasn't taken it at bat. So here's the Yankees making this move, and they get Todd Frazier, who all-star third baseman, who had a great year, didn't hit very well, but had a lot of home runs last year, over 90 RBIs, and they get a reliever in David Robertson, who was lights out with the Yankees when he was there for a long time, was an all-star with the team a couple of years ago. This move I love for the Yankees. They trade a prospect in Blake Rutherford, but... They have a lot of young stars in a lot yep. of positions right now. So I'm, I'm eminently okay with the Yankees doing this. They, tr- they exchange one reliever who can't get anybody out 
for a guy who was always really good for them when they had him in the past. He's only 32 years old. And you get a guy now in Frazier who's going to play the bulk of the time at third base now. Chase Headley, who has been, eh, may play some first base, move around. They still have a hole at first base with Greg Bird being out. Uh, I still think the Yankees are going to wind up making a move, and I like my idea of Lucas Duda to the Yankees, which I brought up with John Paul Morosi last night. But this is a move the Yankees had to do it. I'm glad because this shows me that the real Yankees are not they're dead, not dead. And gone. Yeah, no, they're not, there's, still, know, there's still some remnants there's still there. Some, if we'll, we'll make a move. The, the Yankees realize we have a chance to get to the playoffs this year. Maybe not win the AL East, but maybe. And maybe they're a little energized by coming back and splitting the series with the Red Sox after it looked really bad. That 4-1, 16-inning win certainly did a lot for the Yankees. In fact, I don't know if they their season kind of turned on that when they thought, okay, we can make a move for these guys. But I'm glad they're still that team that will make a trade because they had never been um, to sign guys for big, long deals or make big trades. No, And, hey, you brought up a lot of young guys, and they were good. But you also have to do it both ways. You can't just rely on bringing young guys up. You can't just rely on signing free agents. And now the Yankees are back. The old Yankees are back where, hey, we need something to the trade deadline. We're going to go make a move. Frazier helps them instantly. Robertson helps them instantly. Really, just Tyler Clippard not pitching for them helps them That's instantly. That's not going to be a problem. This, yeah. is, this is a big move for the Yankees. They improve their lineup, which is still really good, and they improve their bullpen. Still need a couple of starters, sure. but this is a great move right now. Remember, they're still reeling from the loss of Pineda, and, and we're curious to see when it comes down to September what CC Sabathia has left in the tank. But you look at Robertson, 31 appearances, 270 ERA, a whip under one, uh, only 13 saves. Again, the White Sox uh, not exactly finding their way to the win column with great regularity. But Robertson, familiarity pitching in those bright lights, as you talked about before, and given some of the uncertain uh, performance, uneven performances, I think of what I'm looking for, we've seen a little bit with Araldis Chapman, that you bring in another veteran arm, and, and again, a guy who's who's faced the fire before. With Todd Frazier, he can play the corners, not playing as much first base the last couple of years, but certainly has that ability, uh, and, and that's something they're either, this is the move to address it, or there's still something else in the offing, but also a, a good clubhouse guy. I talked about it a little bit before, how he appreciates the game and, and has been really good in the community uh, and with fans and certainly mentoring young players, which the White Sox, the, he's going from a situation where you had a lot of youth mm-hmm. in Chicago to New York where you got guys not same in terms of their tenure in the in Major League Baseball, but also where the stakes are just a little bit higher. Perhaps he can be a calming force there as they get deeper into the playoff push. Mm, stakes. Mm. I should bring out a mini grill and we should grill in the courtyard. Can we do that? <laughs> Hey Robert, can you can we do that? And, and I'll is be... that confirmed? I'm getting a thumbs up across the glass. Then I'm buying steaks. I'm going to grill tomorrow. Steaks You're in here, the right? Courtyard. No, you're going to come in if I grill. We're going to have steaks right. in the courtyard. Steaks hey. in the courtyard. Hartman's making steak. Oh, we ran out of steak. Here, take a burger. Here's a hot dog. No, it'll be sirloin. Oh. And I can still claim it's a bur- it's a steak. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, my steaks got marked with a jockey was hitting it. Will you come on? Uh, so there it is. The deal is done. Frazier to the Yankees, along with David Robertson, Tyler Clippard, three prospects, part of the package heading back to the White Sox, including number three overall prospect in the Yankee organization, outfielder Blake Rutherford. 
We'll have more on this trade coming up, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Now, this is a 30-second commercial, but stay with me. I'm going to throw some numbers at you. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more in car insurance. This company's been offering great rates, great service for over 75 years. Anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for the numbers. And 54321, I am out of time. Coming up next, a baseball slash Uber story I think we can all get on the same page on. And by that, I mean everybody except for me, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, it's 1976. Hello. Phil. Phil. Phil was in his playing days in Phil was elbowing people in the head in the low post. I think we know what we're doing. Using those bony elbows to create space. Go back to sleep, Phil. This is not about you. There you go. The Jason Smith Show. Great news. Great news. You can let your love flow. You can also save 15% or more in car insurance by going to Geico.com. Go there right now and find out just how much you can save. Update in Major League Baseball. We told you a few minutes ago about the big trade. Todd Frazier, David Robertson going to the Yankees in a six-player trade that sees Tyler Clippard and Blake Rutherford, number three overall prospect in the Yankee organization, going to the Chicago White Sox. And thanks to Bieber Bryce Harper legging out a triple, Washington. No days off for him. No no participation trophies as we watched in the Geico studio. He was motoring. Motoring. He was. Harder than Sister Christian ever did. Yeah, motoring. <laughs> Thanks to Bryce Harper motoring to third and a triple that most players would have stopped at second base. It is the Nationals with a 4-2 lead over the Angels in the ninth. Both Harper and Trout have gone deep in this game. But we go away from the major league stars, to three minor league players who wanted to avoid getting up at 3 a.m. for a road trip. So three Mariners minor leaguers decided we'll book our own flight to fly from Phoenix to Albuquerque. Problem is, the flight they booked got canceled. So now, Mark Lowe, DJ Peterson, and Dan Vogelbach are screwed. What are they going to do? They decide to Uber their way from Phoenix to Albuquerque to make it in time for a AAA game on Monday night. They Ubered it and spent $683 on the trip. Now, this is without tip. We don't know what they tipped the guy, but the guy agreed, I'll drive you all the way from here to here. You know, why not? And, you know, all day today has been filled. I've seen this story a bunch of places. It's been, oh, look what a nice Uber driver, all this stuff done there. Still, I'm not buying Uber. I'm not getting into an Uber car. I'm not Remember doing we had it. this with Sharice Wright. Yes. When he, t- he took it from Chicago, right? When he, he was heading out to Orchard Park. He put, went on Twitter to try to get an Uber that driver. That was pretty sweet, wasn't it? It could have been a lunatic who hated him. And, oh, you hurt my team. I'm going to drive you into a lake. I do, mean, do I don't know. Do you think the guy that was driving the, the Mariners prospects and Mark Lowe uh, realized Mark Lowe has a $5.5 million contract? He's made he's, like $15 million in his MLB career, so I would hope he paid for the whole thing. But – I'm not look everybody's going oh look at the nice Uber driver who did it. Stop. 
rewarding and complimenting Uber drivers Wait. when they do what they're supposed to do. You're suppo- If a guy's going to drive you, you're supposed to get from one destination to another. It's not a bonus if you get there. Yeah, but the, the fact that he didn't flip him off and say, I'm not going that far. No, no, the no. The fact that someone took the fare. No, and that, no, and that he didn't drop him off in the middle of the woods naked and said, okay, now we're going to play most dangerous game and you're going to be hunted by a bunch of people. I mean, dangerous game. Was there they? Uh, that was Hunting Man. It was the most dangerous game. Yeah, but wasn't there a uh, a movie where where they were chasing Ice T? Uh, no, that was an episode of Law and Order. Oh, yeah. SVU. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, colors, colors. I just walked like a giant police defiant. You'll I'm, say I'm going to go back but through I'll his IMDb. I, I think I am remembering the proper movie. But keep going. I'm a star on the, the wall. The fact that you don't trust anybody, you don't like it. So no, but. There's checks. Your, your car is registered. You're supposed to get places sure. when you book somebody in Uber. It's not a bonus. It's not, oh, thank goodness they didn't drive me into the like, and, and do any of these things to me. I'm not buying. No, Uber, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not suddenly going to go, oh, no. Anybody can drive an Uber car. Anybody can. It's a good I'm side hustle. I'm not in the car with no, anybody I don't know. At least if it's a taxi, I You know, don't know that guy either. They have to be, be well, if I call the taxi company, I'm beholden that you know, he's beholden to that taxi company. There's a record of me calling and getting in a cab. It's tougher to say, "Hey, you're going to be most dangerous game." The Uber is is tracked? Uh, n- n- no, the it's time not. they pick you up. But you You've never been in one. How the hell do you what, know? <laughs> what if I if I just in a car and I pull up outside a bar at 2 o'clock and sure. I go, "Yeah, who called for the Uber?" People would get in my car. No, well, sure they no, would. you're supposed to do the whole name no, transfer, no, 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 no. and you're supposed to. Hey! They know what car you're supposed to be in. Hey, sexy, you call for an Uber? Oh, yes, that's me, sexy. Great, I right, get right in. That's me. Gonna get right I'm in. sexy. Hey, sexy, come on, get in. Oh, people would do that. I'm not. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to really take this for to Uber. People at their worst. I, I just. How am, about that? This is a good disruptive force to the economy. I think by booking a guy, they're supposed to get there. Right? But I, I don't. Right. I, and I they gave him a nice tip. Them. They got there. I can't. The only them. thing that's funny about it is they spent almost a grand to do it. That's why people <laughs> make this a big deal. They could not. Hey, look, he got him there. They could have rented a car. Nobody wanted to drive. They wanted to sleep. Twitter and how about a fresca? Coming up next, we get back into a big story from the NBA. Fox. Final hour of the show, Jason. Yay. Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. Right now, the Angels' last licks against the Nationals down 4-2. Bryce Harper with a home run and a triple tonight. Part of a big night for him, Sean Doolittle. Trying to close things out for the Nationals. Let's see if it's guilt by association. He winds up blowing it. Look at that. How about that? The guy was good until he got, well, look, Doolittle's a guy who came on the scene a couple of years ago and was fantastic and then has run into a bunch of problems, hoping for a fresh start in Washington, who, let's face it, they could swap out everybody in their bullpen and they would be no worse off than they are right now. Five three zero composite bullpen ERA entering tonight's action. I'll tell you, that's what I want the Mets to do. Just trade all the relievers because at least it would be something. The bullpen stinks. At least it would be a new suck with whoever you trade with. At least about a bunch of new guys to go, oh, yeah, okay. Just want oh, but this guy, this guy sucks. But, you know, it's not a guy like I have to go, oh, man, Fernando Salas is coming in again. Um, really? But how He's long? How many again? appearances does it take? Because the normal sample size to. You know, justify something. Terry Collins throws story. guys every day. No, but that's he just it. Would it take, a, take a month for us to get to that point for you? 
I hate this guy too. Well, by then it'll be okay because okay. then we'll be on to something else. This is true. <laughs> uh, big Yankee trade that went down finally about 45 minutes ago following the Yankee game against the White Sox tonight. Todd Frazier, David Robertson heading to the Yankees in a six-player trade. Tyler Clifford and – Well, the White Sox lose to the Dodgers. Sorry, the, sorry. The White remember Sox Clayton to Kershaw the Dodgers. dominated yes. them? Clayton Kershaw, yeah. Well, what you knew once the Dodgers got their first run. That was it. You were in a lot of trouble. Coasting, exactly. White Sox lose to the Dodgers. Yankees beat the Twins. Sorry. I, I, and I Bartolo Colon. And, yeah, uh, poor you Bartolo. You were trying to, to – I and I thought he would have – a little something special for the Yankees. Tonight. I was really hoping for our yeah. boss Scott Shapiro it was going to be a big night. Yeah, for Big Bart. Uh, I was going to be dead. Not so much. Uh, but instead, for the Yankees, after they win, they make this trade again. This is a six-person deal that the Yankees pull off with the White Sox. Uh, Frazier Robertson. Meanwhile, Blake Rutherford, the first-round pick by the Yankees in 2016, heads to the White Sox as part of a deal involving Tyler Clippard who basically said, listen, you just take Tyler Clipper, we'll give you whatever the hell we want to, because, boy, he's been terrible. Uh, so those are the big stories going on right now. Also, Magic Johnson playing the part of LeVar Ball with more credibility. Maybe the Lakers have decided, eh, you know, with LeVar Ball says crazy things about Lonzo, that kind of polarizes people. So let's have Magic say the exact same things, and people will go, well, wait a minute. Magic Johnson said this. He's got much more cachet than LeVar Ball. I will believe this. During a press conference today to welcome in Contavious Caldwell-Pope, White Smoke, patent pending, patent pending. That's his nickname, and I get 3% of anything he makes off of that. It's, it's a good nickname. Uh, they introduced him as at their team facility, and look, we talked about it when it happened. Love the signing of Caldwell-Pope. He's a really good, solid two-way guard. He getting him and for one year deal and seeing how things play out. Great move by the Lakers when the Pistons decide. Yeah, we don't need a guy who's good like that because you know we're going to make other moves that are going to wind up doing the same thing for us. Magic Johnson spent a lot of time talking about Lonzo Ball and his performance in the summer league. And here's a bit of magic from today on Lonzo. Lonzo is special. Don't make it. no question about it because he makes everybody better. And then two triple doubles, and he would have had the third one. The other day, and the captain messed up. So it was amazing, you know. Uh, I like him because also he's now a great teammate, too. Magic Johnson continued on to say, quote, if he's getting triple-doubles in the summer league, he is going to get triple-doubles in the regular season. Erroneous! <laughs> Erroneous! Magic Johnson has Erroneous! summer Erroneous! league fever. Everyone's got this... Have the sickness because everyone seems to need the cure. That's I got the fever. Folks. I got the fever. I got the fever. I got the summer league fever. You know, pulling up triple doubles against guys who aren't even going to make the D League. That means he's going to get triple doubles hey, in the hey, NBA hey. season. G League. Okay? Not G Lee. G League. Uh, and TJ, <laughs> a league about as good as Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez in that ill fated movie of the same name. TJ. Got TJ I'm now beginning and ending. That's pretty good. With TJ. Addressing him but at the beginning like and I, the end. When I say TJ, people know, oh, okay. Okay, now he's finished. Yeah. He's starting. Now he's He's moving he on. Now you put the quotes around that and you move on. Magic Johnson, summer league fever. You go back and look at the guys who won summer league MVP. 
the last few years, nobody's made it in the NBA. Now, yeah, Lonzo's a has been pick. fantastic. Okay. Except that they can't get rid of his contract yeah. <laughs> and trade him. Do you want him? He's so great. We'd nope. love to get rid of him. He's so great. But, look, Lonzo has come close to being as advertised. His court vision, rebounds, has been exactly what you want. And, look, this is how you have to treat Summer League. You treat Summer League like preseason NFL. If your players don't get hurt, and I mean legitimately hurt, not like, oh, my groin hurts, we're playing against the Aaron Fox. As long as your players don't get hurt and they play somewhat well, get excited. Because it, that's what it is. It, you're getting to see these guys for the first time. The summer league is more and more popular as year as years go on because we see the bigger names. This year was the biggest because there were so many names that people have heard of. Normally in a draft, sometimes you get to the first two or three guys, and then it's, well, here's this center from Germany that everybody likes, and here's a guy coming out of you, and you go, okay, I don't know who this guy is, and some of the best players aren't names. But you had guys this time with Fultz and Ball and Jackson and Tatum and, and all the up and down at Dennis Smith. You had guys up and down, and, boy, these guys are all pretty good. They were all names. They were all people who went very high in the draft, and they all played. It was the perfect storm for the summer league. Well, and there were so many stories spinning around the NBA in terms of trade rumors right. and, and free agency movement that you figured you were going to get up-to-date commentary as well in between you know, bad possessions by the Nuggets and shot clock violations. But it's the summer league. Realize that. And I'm sorry if you think suddenly Lonzo Ball's not going to have any difficulty scoring points in the NBA. I got news for you. He's not going to blow by guards and get to the hoop like he did okay in the summer league. He's certainly not getting that three up without it getting stripped stripped out of his hands no, that's, with that awkward Everybody's jumping right shot. past that, though. Everybody's jumping right past his oh, jump he'll shot. Score, oh, he'll, he'll, he'll be he'll fine. Be fine. No, it's not. I mean, when you can't do that in the NBA, you shot horribly in yeah. summer league. And this doesn't mean that Lonzo Ball's not going to still be a terrific, fantastic player in the NBA, but when you pump him up to be, this guy's a Hall of Famer and he's going to be everything. And look, Magic Johnson, he's going to get triple doubles in the NBA. Okay, but if his triple double is 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and from the floor he's shooting 3 out of 17 and he's 5 out of 6 from the free throw line, you know, that shooting triple double doesn't really help you all that much. I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't see how that's like saying how a guy does in preseason, a rookie, is how it's going to translate in the NFL when the pads go on for real and the lights go on the week after Labor Day. It doesn't work that way. If you have trouble doing something in the preseason, it just doesn't suddenly go away. You know, It's like this. When you see a quarterback in college that can do a lot of good things, but what's his number one problem is his accuracy. Right, he runs for touchdowns. He he throws for touchdowns. He can complete the ball deep. He you know he's got a good pocket presence, good awareness, good intangibles. He's a leader, but he has a problem with his completion percentage. That's a red flag because it's not going to get better in the NFL. In college, you have wide windows to throw the football to a guy because you have a guy in a mismatcher. That's just the way it is. You talk about talent level throughout college football. You got guys open by five yards right. on plays in college. If you have trouble with your completion percentage in college, you're not suddenly going to get to the NFL and, well, well, I'm going to solve that problem when the windows are even tighter and you got defensive backs who are a half yard away from your wide receiver at all times, it's not going to get easier for you. So that's my worry for Lonzo Ball is that you're hyping him up and is he going to be that that floor general and leader and, and, and assist machine? And Yes, he will be that guy. But it, you, you can't sit here and say, okay, the guy's got no problems. 
It's the Summer League. And he struggled with his shot. It's the Summer League. Grasping at hope. Trying to give fans that that brass ring. And, and you've, you've seen it over the last week. A, a lot of uh, the hyper activity that goes around with every report and every assists and all the highlight reels that have been out there. Lonzo Ball named Summer League MVP. Should have been uh, Kuzma. But that's a whole <laughs> other thing. He got the championship game MVP. That's all fine and good. But you, you break it down, and, and we watched the, the game here in the Geico Studios a, against the Clippers. Couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Does, does he have the baseball passes, the, the long-distance touchdown-like throws? Sure, he's, he's lighting that up. And, again, you, you, you want to be excited about it on one hand, but you still have to take it for what it is in Summer League. And Magic Johnson has taken a lot of the hyperbole, the excitement uh, of LeVar Ball, who's – Part P.T. Barnum plus the other business side and and just proud dad at the other that Magic Johnson's taken on that that whole persona. It wants the, the jersey in the rafters immediately in the introductory press conference and now is predicting triple doubles like they're, they're candy and like they're falling out of the sky. I mean, you're also looking at a summer league team that just based on his presence – let alone the emergence of, of Kuzma, that they, they were better than a lot of what was going on on the, the court in terms of talents that will be on an NBA, an actual NBA team this year. But let's not forget Everybody's that a lot of these guys guy. are going away. Everybody's gunning for him. Everybody is. But, yeah, he's got the bullseye Patrick on Patrick Beverly him. can't wait to D up against him. Guards that play defense can't wait to D up against him and go, yeah, okay, you think you're something? Your dad talks a lot. You think you're something? Yeah, just wait. Just wait. I'm licking my chops. But it's still it's not going to get but easier. But there's still so much behind, even bringing in, bringing in Pope that you're so far behind in terms of talent in the Western Conference that you're not pushing past that. There's going to be some good stat lines. There's going to be some great highlights. But it's not translating into wins. And in the end, isn't that what it's all about? Is that is that going to be the thing that you're, you're the magical elixir that's going to suddenly have free agents backing up and jumping to Los Angeles, right? The, the rumors that LeBron's agent has reached out to the Lakers and say, hey, let's talk. How about Magic Johnson today at the press conference thanking Contavious Caldwell Pope's wonderful agent, Rich Paul? Oh, what a great guy his agent right? you is. Because know oh, I mean? you know who also has. Hey, hey LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Come on over. Oh, what a wonderful agent he has. No, but this that's is fantastic. Say, but all the flowery language. <laughs> if they end up striking out altogether, LeBron stays in Cleveland or decides he goes somewhere else. Paul George decides he likes Oklahoma City. Then you're you're looking at still trying to grow grow this team around Lonzo Ball and whatever the the consolation prizes begin. Like let's let's not kick the the can down the road too too far. We still need to get through this season and see what he can do when you're actually facing top to bottom NBA competition, which we certainly did not see in the summer league. Not to throw giant buckets of water on everything, but you can't out of one side of your mouth, you know, lament a bad. The bad, uh, the bad performance and and say, wow, you know, he, he's broke, and then go and have a triple-double and suddenly put a crown on him. Like, we, we got to temper You want to crown him? We got to temper our go expectations ahead. as to what summer league means, right? When he has the bad performance, you can't say, ah, it's summer league. That'll come around. 
Like, yeah, no, you can't have it both ways. No, and, and, th- and this is not saying that Lonzo st- isn't going to be a good player. It's just let's be realistic about it. And I, I would say, don't get summer league fever. And Magic Johnson has summer league fever, absolute summer league full. I got a fever of a hundred and three. But after He's four got years, that. four years of He's got a fever of seventeen, twelve, and ten. I, I got a fever. Exactly. He's trying to get things turned around. He's trying to get Laker fans hyped. I can't fault him for that. But your job's to run the basketball team, not to be the hype man. Okay, you and Rob Blinken, you're in charge of something here. You want a hype man. There's plenty of guys across Los Angeles. You can put a microphone in their hand and let them do it. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. We'll have more basketball on the way. But coming up next, the biggest story in the NFL today revolves around the Dallas Cowboys. Wait till you hear the latest. Fox. I want me some glory, hope. Fox Sports Radio, the most popular song by the fifth grade at PS45 in 1980. Actually, 1978. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. That is great news, great news, great news. Get that special four-album collection. Uh, Dial up now. After the show. So, Jerry Jones, this is all his fault. It is? Everything going on right now with the Cowboys is all Jerry Jones's fault. Jerry Jones has spoken to Ezekiel Elliott about the incident he had this weekend at a bar, but he didn't really go into specifics of the conversation he had with Elliott. Elliott, who also has hanging over his head potentially a suspension for a domestic violence issue from a year ago, and the Cowboys are bracing for a short suspension. I'm sure he will get a game or two. Maybe he gets two games and appeal down to one. But it will be a short suspension. In fact, I would be surprised they just said it's one game and that's what it's going to wind up being. But the Dallas Cowboys are completely out of control, and this is because of Jerry Jones. This is an offseason in which not only have you had the third and fourth instances of something involving Ezekiel Elliott, but you had David Irving. Defensive end, get suspended four games for PEDs. Nolan Carroll arrested on a DWI charge. Damian Wilson arrested, charged with assault with a deadly weapon. And this is all Jerry Jones' fault because he is loyal to his players to a fault. He loves his players. He wants to be that guy. He wants to be the owner that, oh, my players are blindly loyal to me, and I will protect you. No, but that's just it, right? And when you come into free agency and negotiations and reputations of, hey, Jerry's going to look out for you, there there might be some cachet a little bit. That has to help, I think, a little bit in the whole discussion process. It, it does, but you get to a point now where the players feel they can do whatever they want to. Look, Jerry Jones had Josh Brent on the sidelines. Right. And he, he had a car accident that killed another Cowboy player. And he's on the side. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe we don't. Maybe that's not the right optic. Maybe that's not the right thing we should have going on here with the Cowboys. But Jerry Jones has not said anything that this behavior is unacceptable. Everything is always, well, we've had a conversation. Well, we've had a conversation. Now, maybe it's as simple as Jerry Jones realizes through it. When we were lawless in the 90s and they had the White House and guys were bringing women and drugs and all over the place. We were winning Super Bowls and everything was great. So screw it. If we're lawless, we're lawless. 
I'm okay with bringing in players of questionable character because it's going to help us win. Well, devil may care, right? If you look at it this past year, you have the resurgence. You haven't had that kind of excitement about Dallas football in no. quite some time. But now so you have if a you lot have of a problems. little bit of that, but you're you're wondering if that's going to translate onto the field, right? If suddenly one of the other players. You've already had a little bit of hit back from the league, but suddenly if Ezekiel Elliott gets slammed with a four-gamer, now maybe the tone and tenor of things takes a a different turn. If it's that one or two games, there's not enough to say, okay, we've got to curb what we're doing because, in theory, that's not going to be enough to derail you. Everything should be – one of these things should be enough. This is a pattern of behavior, and because Jerry Jones won't address it, players feel like – when it comes to the time where they can make a bad decision, they'll make a bad decision. If, if you're – think about it this way. Jerry Jones used to be an owner everybody was afraid of, right? It was Mr. Jones, Jerry Jones. But over the course of the last 10-plus years, he's changed a little bit. He's been a big advocate for the NFL. He's not fighting the NFL anymore. He's got a lot of power. And players are nice to him. They love him. But as soon as he turns his back, they feel like, I can do whatever I want to. Because if you thought you were going to fear repercussions from your team – you are not going out and doing what any of these players have done over the past few months, whether you're Ezekiel Elliott, who now this is the fourth time Jerry Jones has to say, dude, stop with this crap, or I will bench, I will do something. But when you don't feel that you need to be beholden because you're impervious to whatever because you're not going to have any responsibility for it, you act out. It's the same thing as a kid who knows that no matter what he does, his dad is not going to punish him. You'll make a bad decision. You'll get caught drinking and driving. You'll get caught with drugs because, look, fear is always a great motivator. I always feel that way. Not that it's about going home and your dad's going to beat you up. I don't mean that. But I mean disappointing your dad, your parents, and getting in trouble and winding up not going to the prom, not being allowed to drive a car, whatever it is. Fear is that motivator. Well, you know what? Maybe that will help me make a good decision. I am for anything that helps somebody make a good decision. And that's Jerry Jones right now. He's the dad that people feel, Dad, I love you. Yeah, you're great, Dad. You're great. And then he turns around. Okay, let's party. Let's boogie. It's time. Let's do it. And Jerry Jones looking in the mirror, looking at his own football mortality, looking at the desire to grab another ring, perhaps continues to look the other way if the results on the field continue as they did in 2016. He addressed the most recent allegations and the dust-ups concerning one Ezekiel Elliott. But I surely uh, don't want to speculate uh, about uh, any uh, decisions from the league or uh, any potential injury or lack of having a player available. Availability is a key. Uh, Ability is a key, but availability is a key. And we really do uh, uh, plan personnel-wise. We plan for a player not being available. That's just a part of our DNA. Again, this is Jerry Jones kind of dancing around the topic. Oh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's a rock star, and and he's got to worry about something. I'm dancing around it. You're the owner of the bleeping team. You call Ezekiel Elliott and say, hey, this ain't working. You're under our control. You can't keep doing this. We have a great offensive line. You want me to put Rudy Stein in? At least he'll try. Yeah, I could take any running back and put him in behind this offensive line, and we'll and, and we'll be able to succeed. Sometimes you got to throw an elbow once in a while. You got to throw a metaphorical elbow to get people to line up straight. And Jerry Jones continually will not do this. So all of this, what's going on with the Cowboys? This is on him because he has created that belief 
that players don't need to be beholden to him or to the team. But that's just it. He's going back to those glory days. He's going back to the opportunities that they had with multiple championships and teams that for all of the issues that they had off the field and all the, at the time, just what appeared to be what colorful characters, I believe is how they would have been described (laughs) in the time that because they were winning, you turned your blind eye to it. And in 2016, they had their best year. So what are you going to do? You're like, well, we, this this is the group of characters that got me this, and <laughs> I, it's as close as I've been to getting another one of those rings in quite some time. And, look, the other thing that you look at in all this is how much we've, at times, when there's been good personnel moves, it's been, oh, it's Steven Johnson. It's got nothing to do with Jerry. <laughs> you know, Jerry wanted Manziel, and Jerry wanted this. No, 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 Steven. Where the hell's Steven in all this, too? <laughs> Right, we, we 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 can pin it on Jerry as much as we want, but Steven's got to have a hand in here too. He's supposed to be the guy making sure that Jerry stays away from the button at this point. So he's got a hand that button. I'm, I'm going to press the that button. shiny press. button. It's, but it's I look the candy apple. I'm going to touch it because it's a button. I'm going to press it. That's going to and oh, I'm going to I'm going to press. What's I press it a lot, and it's not my president. I'm a lot of pressing it. And nothing's happening. It doesn't work. It's, it's We've disabled Steven, it. Steven, Steven, get in here. Hey, Dad, only mine works. <laughs> we'll have more on the Cowboys coming up in a minute and the latest salvo fired by Colin Kaepernick at Michael Vick. But first, here's what's trending. Psychopath talking. King of the show. Jason. Mike Harmon. The colors I choose. It's a nice callback. To what we were discussing earlier, the game, movie in question with Ice T was surviving the game. No, oh. it was a homeless man hired as a survival guide for a group of wealthy, wealthy businessmen, and unaware that they're actually killers who hunt humans for sport. Oh, well, it wasn't SVU. No, it was not. Okay, uh, Rutger Hauer, Charles S. Dutton, Gary Busey, F. Murray Abraham, John McGinley, and more were those. Uh, oh, right, F. Murray Abraham. He was Macbeth. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. He was tormenting Amadeus, was he not? No, I don't know. Rock me Amadeus, Amadeus. Okay. We talked a few minutes ago about the Cowboys and Jerry Jones being at fault for creating this environment that allows players to not respect him or respect the team and continue to get into trouble and make bad decisions. More so than that, there is no team primed for a fall this year more than the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, they overachieved in a large way. And this year, you have the offseason where teams get used to Dak Prescott now and have a full year's worth of games to try to figure out a way to neutralize him. And that's normally a big deal. They did not really improve themselves a lot in free agency. Are they going to be able to get to the quarterback? We still don't know. They tried to address it in the draft, but you don't know until they hit the field. But... Two big things. They won a lot of close games last year. That evens out. But the biggest thing, they made the playoffs last year and went on a huge run because they had a very easy schedule. And that is not amplified enough, a team's success compared to their schedule. How do teams make big moves and big improvements? It's not just we got so good and we beaten everybody. No, it's we had a pretty easy schedule. 
look, just look at the Jets two years ago. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, they had an easy schedule. They were playing the Browns, the Titans, bad teams. He throws 31 touchdowns, sets a Jets record. The Jets win 10 games. Last year, their schedule, their first seven games were against seven teams from the playoffs. They never got off the ground, and they stunk, and now they're starting over. The Cowboys' schedule last year was very easy. This year, it is incredibly difficult, and nobody takes that into account when they say, oh, yeah, we're just automatically going to be great. When the schedule is difficult, you are going to struggle. They open this season against the Giants at Denver, at Arizona, home against the Rams, the Green Bay Packers. They could be 2-3 and three easily out of the gate. They could be 1-4 and four out of the gate. Now, they're still a good team, so they'll win a fair share of games, but this is going to be one of those years where the Cowboys are around 500 for most of the season. We're going, when are they going to take off? When are they going to – don't get them in. Don't miss all – they'll take off. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. And they'll be like the Cubs this year. Oh, just wait. Oh, they get to get to 9-7. and seven. They can squeak in, and they're suddenly going to start winning games. That's going to be the Cowboys this year. The schedule is just too tough. Well, you play Later the on, AFC West is is your division. Uh, yeah, the there, Chiefs, so the Chargers are going to be better. Four of those games are solid. You have you have the you're at the Raiders. You have the Seahawks. You finish at the Eagles. I mean, this is a tough schedule. You know, they're out outside of the 49ers and the Rams, which they'll win. You know, nine six. You know, there, there's no gimmies on this schedule. There's no we're going to walk in it because we're the Cowboys. Throw our helmets down and win this football game. Well, that's it. Even the Rams, they can surprise you. They may score more than nine points. That McVay guy, he might get things flowing. <laughs> Not sure who, who's catching the ball or, or how they're getting this done. But the, the fact of the matter is, it's not a cakewalk. You've shuffled your offensive line. You lose both Leary and Free. So that Lyle Collins was waiting to, to step in, so that's great. But you're still messing with a formula that was so successful a year ago. Not to mention, Ezekiel Elliott may not be there for some portion of the first quarter of the season. I mean, you may miss the first four games. And if so, Giants, Broncos, Cardinals, Rams, you're looking at potentially losing three of those games right off the jump. Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris standing in. Dak Prescott under more pressure as you go. The connection with Des Bryant, more Cole Beasley and Jason Witten, I presume, as you go. So you're looking at a team that is just a much different place, staying atop the heap. And in that division, more so than any other, has been one that turns over, right? We've seen it a lot with the NFC South. But the East, you have no idea what to expect from any of those teams. Philadelphia on paper, a lot better, right? Mm -hmm. You bring in Alshon Jeffrey. You bring in Torrey Smith. You've got some more receivers, Carson Wentz who I know you're starting to work on that tattoo on your right uh, calf. Carson Wentz is going to be guy. great. He's so going to be great. So you've got a team there that can make some strides. you got Kirk Cousins uh, and the rebuilt. Kirk. Oh. Kirk. I was just going Cousins. by what his GM I was said. Just saying. <laughs> I think the guy that's signing the checks knows what the hell his name Oh, unless he doesn't. Oh, no. Anyway, no, no, no. so, but they've retooled. So they got rid of the, the veteran presence in the wide receiving core. So we're not sure exactly what that offense does this year. So they're interesting as you go. And the Giants, they had their down year last year, which means in theory they're supposed to be good again. They're kind of like the the Giants of Major League Baseball yeah. Yeah. who are in the down cycle. They did win a walk-off tonight, but they're woefully behind. Maybe the New York football Giants with Odell Beckham and your guy, Brandon Marshall, walking out of interviews, that he's primed and ready with Shepard and, and that whole offense to get rolling. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live 
from the Geico Studios. So while the Cowboys are primed to fall, Colin Kaepernick is still finding himself on the defensive from Michael Vick's statements from a night ago. Michael Vick, who went on Speak for Yourself yesterday on Fox Sports 1, and said if Colin cuts his hair, that's the first thing he's got to do to get back into the National Football League, which was a ridiculous statement. However, Kaepernick responded today by tweeting out the definition of Stockholm Syndrome, which, in case you don't know, is a syndrome in which people who are held captive start to empathize and sympathize with their captors and start to become friends with them and 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 join their side and whatever they have going on and why they've kidnapped you to begin with. Stockholm Syndrome is very famous. If this isn't evidence enough that Colin Kaepernick doesn't care about playing in the NFL, I don't know what else there is. Because what Colin Kaepernick is saying is that Michael Vick is now being brainwashed by the NFL and saying this is what you need to do to get back into the league. The evil NFL that is now in... Colin Kaepernick's words, keeping people captive. I I use this in in quotes. If Kaepernick really wanted to play football, are you insulting the place you want to go play? Of course not. You're not that dumb. Nobody does that. If I want to go work at Burger King, I don't want in and go, McDonald's kicks your ass! I love the Big Mac! I even like McDowell's more than you! They have the Big Mac! Oh, but by the way, here's my resume if you want to hire me for something. You don't do that, but that's what Kaepernick is well, doing. Well, but if you could become an ally on their side and speak so <laughs> against their opponents, perhaps but, they want to hire you. But that's the thing, is that Kaepernick is insulting the NFL, and bottom line is this, as a free agent, he is not doing anything to help himself get a job in the NFL. If you're a free agent right now in the NFL, you are desperate to get to a team. Your agent is calling teams every few days hey i got a guy i got a guy i got a guy help me keep my dream alive help me go you hear stories all the time about a guy saying oh i feel so fortunate my agent called each team five times finally it was the chiefs that took a look at me or the jets were so bad they took a look at me and here i am in the nfl and i'm playing well i'm not getting that from colin kaepernick i'm not getting that he's doing everything he can to keep his nfl dream alive i'm sorry if he feels entitled that he shouldn't have to do this But he's an NFL free agent now, just like anybody else. This is what all free agents do if they really want to play. So now if I'm a team and I'm wondering about him, I think I know everything I need to know. There's no way he wants to play because he wouldn't be insulting the NFL and he'd be doing more to help himself other than point out, oh, this is how bad the NFL is. This is how bad things are. He'd be doing more, and he's not. He's not helping himself at all. The condition that you have a psychological alliance with captors as a survival strategy. There you go. That's the definition of Stockholm Syndrome. So that's what he's saying about the the NFL in in posting this in response to Michael Vick. You may not like the conversation of, hey, you have to change your appearance, and just in that shallow act, that would be enough to win people over. Like, you're not – and, again, we're, we're discussing Michael Vick, convicted felon, trying to give PR advice. Now, he had to work his way back into league. We don't know all the conversations he had with different teams and whatever by before he got back in, but saying there is a path that he had to take. And Colin Kaepernick committed no crime, spoke freely, and between bad play on the field, erratic play, at times efficient, at times not quite so much, and certainly not the same player that was leading the 49ers at the Super Bowl, a couple years ago, saying that there needs to be change. So I don't think it's all just, you know, one-to-one to hair. I think the hair is just an extension of 
hey, you've got to make some consent. I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? And the hair and extension, TJ. That you have to make some kind of concessions. <laughs> but for Colin Kaepernick, to, th- this is just the, the blast against the league. Now, now you're saying that you're patently calling them evil. <laughs> that, that, that's all you're doing here. So how do you expect conversations to flow out of that? Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, a three-way tie for play of the three night. ways. Oh boy, wait till you hear it, Fox. Michael Harmon, did you see the professional football game last night between the Cowboys of Dallas and the Giants of New York? What, Mr. McDowell? What is it, sir? I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? No, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. Oh, and then the Giants Sorry. triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H. Really wasn't expecting You missed the that. Coming to America uh, reference. Yeah, yeah, that flew over your head a few minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out what the hell accent you were going so for. let your song on Fox Sports Radio. The Jason Smith Show. Great news. Great news. You want to save money. Go to Geico and in 15 minutes you could be saving. 15% or more on car insurance. I thought you were channeling your inner Hank Azaria as we sat no, here in the Homer Geico Simpson, is that you taking that I was, behind that section of heavily salted snack treats? I was not encouraging this you to do it. This is not a lending library. was not encouraging you to do it. I just thought that's where you were headed. Oh, dear. This is not very good. Um, Seriously? Yeah. That's right, Zoe. Our first play of the night is actually two plays from the same inning. Wow. When you are the two best players in Major League Baseball and you are squaring off against each other and you both homer in the same inning, well, you at least get to share the play of the night. He'll drive one out to center. Launched out to left center field. Trout near the wall, and that is gone. Harper with a two-out home run. Gives the Nationals a one nothing lead. And that is driven out to left center field. How about that? Bryce Harper, you got one. I get one at the bottom of the first. We're tied at one. So there it is, Angels TV Network on the call. Did you hear him? Yes. <laughs> and look, Major League Baseball. Always whispering in the background. It's, it's time for flexible scheduling so you can get games like Trout versus Harper on national television when you need to. Major League Baseball misses chances to market their stars all the time. NBA puts their best players on all the time. The NFL, everybody's on every Sunday. But you get games like, oh, it's Kershaw versus Syndergaard on a Thursday on getaway day. Major League Baseball needs to be able to move around so they get their best players on national TV. And we would talk about this game for 24 hours. The back to the, the home runs in the same inning, Harper legging out a triple that would have been a double, but he gets to third and scores the go-ahead and eventual game-winning run. We'd be arguing about Trout versus Harper for a day, and baseball wins. But yet it's... Late at night on Fox, it's only on in Los Angeles in the local market. They Region, have to do regional better than cable, that. right? Be better than that. Yeah. So when we look at it, and we watched it here in the Geico Studios. We did have the benefit of that. Uh, you look at the United States trending map on the good old Twitterverse. A lot about that Yankees White Sox trade and the principles involved there. And go to your fantasy league, see if Mancata now is available to be added to your <laughs> roster as he's been called up by the White Sox. But otherwise, you're trailing hashtag hipster books, hashtag being Mary Jane. No reference of the Nationals, Angels, Trout, Harper, or any of the principals there. 
However, the co-play of the night sometimes happens when you're a very highly public figure and you happen to catch a foul ball at a baseball game. 3-2, he's popped up. Rivera giving a, a look at it. And a souvenir for Chris Christie. Are you kidding me? How about that? You just noticed him. You're, you just noticed him between innings. And what do you know? He gets a ball. Left-handed catch. Nice to see him get from the beach here to the ballpark. <laughs> and, and, TJ, I'm surprised Christie actually had other people in his section. He couldn't close it off for just him and his family at City Field. TJ. That's right. Before and after the quote. Did a good job contorting himself to make the grab. I know he would be his glove hand would be the left hand, but still, he was, he's still in a shirt and tie mm-hmm. and his dress slacks. So, I mean, he's there and, and finds a way to contort himself to make a play. He made a good good catch. Contort himself. He put his hand out. All right. I mean, you know, he didn't make some kind of crazy Brooks Robinson play at third base. Oh, look I at can, that contortionist. It's theater of the mind I, on the know, radio. I don't For think... all you know, he did a jumping jack and a somersault to make that catch. He's a weapon. The contortionist, Chris Christie, on the play. Back, 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 back. <laughs> That's now his nickname. <laughs> the contortionist. The things we uncover here in the Geico Studios. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Mike's on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, my buddy Ben Maller, who will have more on all kinds of contortionists, Fox. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 